if you got to build it either way, spend the extra 20% and your unit is going to do two, three, four X what the other unit's going to do. That's just a basic house. So, I mean, it just maths out, right? It just makes sense. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, Zach here. Quick question before we dive into today's chat. So are you ever scrolling on Instagram and you see these like ridiculously beautiful Airbnbs that look like they're fresh out of a dwell or restoration of hardware magazine? And have you ever wondered to yourself, like how the heck are these hosts able to afford to furnish their spaces so elegantly? Well, I wondered this too, until I found out that there's actually a secret that many of the best Airbnb hosts know that enable them to buy things like West Elm media consoles, crate and barrel couches, and parachute sheets at prices that you just really can't get anywhere else. And that secret? Well, it's Minoan, a completely free platform to purchase everything that you need for your short-term rental. If you have more than one short-term rental, chances are that you use some sort of system for your property management, right? Whether it's like a guestie or an uplisting. Well, Minoan is the system that hosts use for furnishing and refreshing their homes. Minoan provides hosts with a one-stop shop to get hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands and a system where you can manage all of the ordering, all of the tracking, all of the returns, et cetera, in one place, which obviously just saves you a lot of time and money. Oh, and the best part, again, is that Minoan is totally free. Like, no membership fees, no annual dues, nada. Like, it's almost too good to be true, except for the fact that, well, it is true. <laughs> and if you thought Minoan couldn't get any better, well, that's actually where you would be wrong. So I want you to stay tuned for more info in just about 15 minutes from now that'll make you want to sign up for Minoan the minute this episode is over. All right, so stay tuned in just a few minutes and hear a little bit more about why you want to sign up for your free, totally free Minoan account the minute this podcast is over. In just a moment, you'll meet Ben Wolf, founder and creator of Onera, a truly one-of-a-kind collection of unique escapes in the Texas Hill Country. Ben is no stranger to hospitality entrepreneurship. Prior to starting Onera, Ben founded and grew ProTripper, a property management services platform, and Blink Hospitality, a data-driven vacation rental company with hundreds of properties across the United States. But then something happened in early March 2020 that changed everything. Ben was overseas celebrating the prior year's successes with a team that he had built in the Philippines when his phone began vibrating uncontrollably. Guests were canceling their stays as news broke that the WHO had announced that COVID-19 was now a pandemic. And while COVID crushed Ben's core business, which primarily focused on STRs and urban locations, it inspired him to think bigger and bolder and more creatively than he had ever done before. Tune in to hear the story behind how this set of seemingly doomsday events led to the creation of an innovative hospitality company offering luxury, eco-focused, unique stays in beautiful, natural landscapes. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Ben. All right, Ben, we're live, dude. How are you doing today? 
Doing well, doing well. Happy to happy to connect. Yeah, dude. Happy to connect. Happy to have you on the show. You and I actually first connected through. I was thinking. I was just remembering this this morning. Mike Ianata, I believe, who might have come out and shot one or or a couple of your properties. Mike, for those who don't know, is a is a great YouTuber. I think his handle is Mike Will Travel. He does uh, exceptional sort of like uh, video tours of some of the best short term rentals and Airbnbs uh, on the marketplace. So that's how we connected. And since he made that intro, dude, I feel like I've just gone on like a Ben Wolf like stocking spree and have just been like continually impressed by the various things I've found on the internet about you. So I'm just excited for this conversation. Good, good. Well, look, I'm, I'm glad it's all good stuff you're seeing. I know the, the internet can be a nasty place, so <laughs> <laughs> happy um, to see it. Good. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of a lot to talk about today, but um, kind of the primary focus of, of this conversation is around one of the many projects that you've got uh, in the works. And, and the project I, I really want to spend kind of most of our time talking about is Onera, which I, again, stumbled upon through Mike and was just really impressed by this beautiful, super, super unique collection of Airbnbs that you all have designed and built and furnished and managed. So I want you to just kind of like take us to the very beginning of of the story. Like where where did the idea for Ornera come from, and what is the what is sort of like that zero to one phase of the project look like? Yeah, of course. So ha- happy to chat about that. I fell into development and design by way of being an Airbnb host, you know, essentially. So by way of hospitality, fell into developer. I'm. You know, I'm not the best with a hammer myself, but, you know, <laughs> I fell into it through seeing what people were interested in, what was booking, how incredible the ROI was on on more uniquely designed, you know, design forward Instagrammable units. So it kind of pushed me in that direction. As you know, I had like a couple hundred properties under management, just sort of more traditional Airbnbs, single family homes, apartments, that sort of thing. So was already sort of in that world, yeah. And uh, a good buddy of mine who uh, who actually hosted part of my bachelor party, uh, funny enough and and nice enough, he has this compound out in Joshua Tree. Okay, and we all went out there. We played some golf in Palm Springs too. I'm a big golfer, and and then we went uh, we went to his place in Joshua Tree, and he's got like you know an airplane, you know an, an old airplane on property that's like a work, you know, a piece of art, you know, sculpture type thing. He's got a converted bus into an Airbnb unit, an Dang. airstream. You know, he's got another property with a yurt. So he's kind of doing this unique alternative stay thing already. Yeah. And you know, he showed me some of the numbers and I was just kind of like, wow. He's you know, he's like this is the future. And he's one of the, his name's Jesse Conley. He's one of these guys that like he always sees the the future trends yeah. way ahead of everybody else, right? He went into like Indio and Palm Springs, you know, back in what, 2014 or something like that before it like really blew up. <laughs> same thing, same thing with Joshua Tree. So okay. he, he had this compound out there and really got me thinking about doing something different. And I actually borrowed his RV, had such a good time out there, kind of connecting with nature. I love the desert you know, this kind of sense of oneness with nature, connecting with your loved one, connecting with the outdoors, this like sense of peace. We kind of call it as like perfect moments, these Mm. moments of perfection, you know, sipping the coffee with the sunrise, the Joshua trees all around. And, you know, this led to a honeymoon with my wife later that year where we borrowed his RV and we did RV life and drove all around the Southwestern US. We hit like 
dozen national parks in like six weeks and camped on BLM land, which is like free camping if you don't know. But some of the coolest land feels like you're in a private national park yeah. kind of thing. This land boondocking, essentially no hookups or anything. And yeah, just the moments of peace and serenity and connection and all that. It, it, and just like sort of the deeper feelings it evoked was uh, extraordinary. And kind of, I got hooked. Yeah. If you will, I didn't get hooked on how much, how many problems come with an RV, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of problems, you know, we had a lot of breakdowns, you know, it's basically a, a house and a, a car and a house going through an earthquake at all times. Right. So the things are <laughs> bound to break and they call the mobile techs and we're sitting around at one point, like, this thing broke. We had to bring it to a Mercedes dealership because it was a Sprinter uh, chassis. And, you know, it took whatever, 10 days to get it fixed. Thankfully, we we flew out and, you know, killed time with that, but had an amazing time, um, you know, on that trip. And then coming back from that, COVID hit like a few months later. Dang. Okay. And, our, and our urban rentals got decimated, as you could imagine. Yeah. And so it was just kind of the kick in the butt to say, okay, let's do something different. And I started looking for land, you know, and that, that was kind of how, you know, I want to do something different, unique and, but also luxury, right. This idea of like creature comforts, you know, there's no friction to that, you know, sort of oneness with nature experience. Like I had to experience with the RV, right. The breakdowns and all the rest. Like we just want you to have a seamless experience and units that really take your breath away. Yeah. That kind of, you know, kind of delved into that. So you know, I can keep going, but you know, we found the, the plot of land. I think it was after like three to six months of looking and Onera Fredericksburg, we got up quick, man. I mean, like now being like more of a developer and less of kind of hacking it together. Yeah. I mean, we bought land in December of 20 of 2020. Okay. And we opened our doors, you know, initially it was eight units and an Airstream. So nine total, uh, we opened our doors on like November 15th of, of the following year. Wow. So less than a year to build, you These know, incredible some, units, some pretty, pretty remarkable units. Yeah. 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 Dude. Oh my gosh. Wow. There's, there's so much I want to dive into there. One, one quick question actually I had as, as you were talking and you, you know, about your buddy, you said, is, sorry, what was his name again? Jason? Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, Jesse yeah, okay. yeah. 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 So, well, you know, I, I've been, I've been wondering this, maybe, you know, a little bit about this through him. Why, like, what was it about Joshua Tree that I feel that, that was like the birth of like the unique, like, Lux stay? Like, when I think about sort of like the market, right, that just put unique stays and like high end luxury unique stays on like the the Airbnb like marketplace, like, it, it's Joshua Tree. And of course, like, it, it's unique, it's beautiful, it's the desert, right? Like, there, there are, you know, it's in California. There, there are things about it that make sense. But like, do you have any deeper insight into why this market just like exploded as sort of like the mecca of these unique like stays? I think it's really a perfect storm of factors, right? I mean, you're close to an incredible amount of wealth, yeah. Right, you're, you're within two hours driving. Just, I mean, let's you know the market yep. is there, yeah. Right, it, there, it, there was this whole especially during COVID, this, this impetus to get away, be out in wide open spaces, the desert provides that there's something kind of unique and otherworldly about the Joshua tree, right? Like that, the name of the place kind of evokes that. So I just, it was kind of that perfect storm. I think right location proximity wise um, has that kind of motif going on already. And then land is cheap. 
Yeah. You know, so it's like cheap land. Let's spend the money on the units, you yeah. know, make them kind of sing and just incredible. And once, and you know, I think about this with competition. I think some people are more worried about competition than I am. I think the more exciting, novel, unique stays are in a given town, yeah. the more people will go to that town for that. Yep. You know, and there, there's a point where, you know, of kind of, it gets oversaturated. Right. And, and Joshua tree, you know, maybe at that point, to some extent, you know, you could, you could go either way. I think people are just kind of sick of going to that location, yeah. which is why we saw a dip post COVID, but I think it'll come back just fine. And, and it's interesting, my buddy's compound, Jesse, who's now actually my chief revenue officer and a partner of mine. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, uh, has, you know, definitely seen a big pickup again at his property in Joshua tree with all the unique structures. So, yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, and I was just, I was just curious because, and you know, I I spend hours and hours and hours kind of like sorting through Airbnbs, finding sort of like the best kind of like most unique stays that have also been discounted to send to our our subscribers, and it's you know Joshua Tree time and time and time again has like the the most inventory, um, yeah. you know with with respect to stays that are both beautiful, super unique, and then also you know are are, are discounted. So, um, just curious if you had any more context and uh, on sort of like why that market, how that market got to be so so freaking hot. Um, but but I want to talk a little bit. More more about about you and, and and your 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 story here. So, backing up a little bit. So you you said you had a couple hundred units that were that were under that you had under management. Um, was this was this Blink? Like was that the the company that that uh, that managed yeah, those yeah. units? Blink, okay. Blink Hospitality started with uh, my partner in that John Cole, and you know we started up. I was the core operator. And, you know, it's that one's that one's funny. I mean, it started as a side hustle, right? Which I think a lot of us do. Yeah. A lot of people as Airbnb hosts do. Uh, and I actually, before I got into that side hustle, I was actually working for Jesse's original Airbnb management company, Senstay, which was one of the earlier movers in the space. I mean, you may have even heard of them, but I was doing business development for him. Yeah. Had one or two units early, like urban units early on that I was doing lease arbitrage on. And I was doing biz dev for Senstay. And then I ended up actually leaving to do uh, software sales for an AI uh, natural language processing text analytics company wow. for a bit, just, which, just, which was interesting. Just a like little a, early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big departure. Yeah, maybe a little bit early. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I, I worked at McKinsey out of school. A lot of folks I knew at McKinsey were at this company. It was super intellectually stimulating. So I, I did a little bit of a, a pivot from real estate and hospitality there. But while I was there, I was still building up this portfolio. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we we had a, a, basically a, a few units in New York City. We got some in DC and Sensei was managing them for us. Okay. I had a full-time job, didn't have time to manage them. Right. And then ultimately came to a point where it was like, we have so many units and it wasn't that many, but it was, you know, call it eight, 10, somewhere around there. Yeah. We had enough units where I was like, I probably need to build more, more of an operating business for this as well. And, and I saw some areas to improve and, you know, all of Sensei's people were onshore. I had done a lot with offshoring okay. in, in prior roles. I uh, did it at McKinsey, did it at this software company quid. So I had a lot of experience with that. I knew the Philippines really well, yeah. which as you probably know is one of the, one of, if not the best places to get customer service people, offshore people, particularly within Airbnb, hospitality and hotels now. Yeah. So I started building that team and, you know, built up this management team, was doing pricing and revenue management myself at the time and did it for our properties, but then had friends asking me, Hey, I want to get in on this. 
I would like to, you know, get some properties as well, get some passive income. Will you manage for me? Yeah. And it's still at my other job, but that's what pushed me to leave. Okay. So in 2018, had a couple initial management clients, you know, and we started just picking up properties, got like 10 management client or 10 management managed properties out the gate which covered my salary, allowed me to leave. Yeah. Um, and yeah, from April, 2018 until December, 2019, we grew to over 200 units. Wow. So probably like four or 500 doors because a lot of our places were, you know, multi-bedroom places. Yeah. We were early to like the bigger properties do better thing, especially yeah. in cities because there aren't many of them. So uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where it came from. And then COVID hit punched us in the face. You know what I mean? Like all of our bookings, I was actually in the Philippines doing our first offsite with okay. what had become a 20 person team in the Philippines Jeez. in Boracay. We got this big villa. We were living large, you know, and literally the second night we were there, the Manila airport shut down because of COVID. This was like early March, 2020, you know, Trump said no, uh, no travel between Europe, you know, Europe into the States and all of our bookings got wiped out. Like literally, I think every reservation got canceled. Oh, jeez, man! Yeah, it, it was it was it was wild. Um, and yeah, we you know we we hustled, did everything we could, filled those units long term, mid term. Um, you know, worked with landlords because you know they were like people just weren't paying. Yeah. So when we were like, hey, we'll pay you thirty percent of the rent, they were like, you know, it was a win win. Yeah. As opposed to nothing. So. Um, yeah, we, you know, we pegged, borrowed and steal our way through that one just to like survive, you know, because it was, it was death and destruction out there, but it also, it led to Onera, yeah. you know, because if it's funny, because if, if COVID didn't happen, yeah. I probably just would have kept getting those urban units because yeah. it was like easy and we were making money and it was whatever, but COVID pushed me to do something truly outside the box, innovative and like the next wave. All right, friends, it's me again with just a wee bit more info about our friends at Minoan. So in addition to providing hosts with a completely free system to help streamline furnishing and granting hosts access to hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands, Minoan also enables hosts to make their homes shoppable in a way that's subtle and also sophisticated. So here's an example of how this works. Let's say a guest sends you a message remarking how well they slept during their stay. And they ask, you know, what kind of mattress was in the master bedroom because when they get home they want to buy a new mattress because again they had just such a beautiful night's sleep right well as it turns out it was a purple mattress that you had ordered via Minoan when you were furnishing your home. Well, if that guest does go and buy a purple mattress, Minoan thinks that you should get a cut of that sale, right? After all, it was a great night's sleep on your mattress that convinced this guest that they had to have the same one. So Minoan's technology enables hosts to earn commissions on everything from mattresses to coffee makers and soaps to sofas. You can save on high-end furnishings upfront, and then if you want, you have the ability to earn cash money whenever your guests buy the products that they fell in love with while they were staying at your vacation rental. So again, you don't have to do this, right? You can just use Minoan to buy these incredible, glorious furnishings for your home. You don't also have to make your home shoppable, but if you want to do that, Minoan provides a really easy, simple way to do this that does not, you know, disturb guest experience. It's not like there's like price tags on everything, right? Like it's a very subtle, very sophisticated, kind of like one little QR code uh, that you can put anywhere in your in your home and folks can go in and, and explore the, um, 
the furnishings uh, around your space just by quickly scanning that, that QR code. You could throw it in your, you know, on your kitchen sink, near your kitchen sink, or you could put it, you know, near uh, near the guest bedroom, whatever it might be, right? Um, so I want you to take a moment right after this conversation, or you could pause the episode and do this right now. And I want you to sign up for a free account at MinoanExperience.com. Please, please, please tell the folks there that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. Just head on over to Minoan, that's M-I-N-O-A-N, experience.com. And again, be sure to tell them that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. Thanks, guys. Really, really appreciate you taking some time to check out Minoan. And let me know what you think about their offerings. It's sort of like the big question that I say, that, that, that I think I have for you as I've you know, got to know you a little bit. And again, uh, coupled that quick little call we had a couple weeks ago with some internet researches, it's actually quite rare to find somebody who's a really good operator who kind of who comes from sort of this, you know, managing a couple hundreds of uh, of units, who who also has like a deep respect and appreciation for these like, beautiful, like, bespoke stays oftentimes right in I, I talk to people all the time who are on like one end of the spectrum right either either they're managing hundreds of units the it, the, the goal is just like growth the goal is like how many doors right can't can't can we get under management and then you've got people on the other end of the spectrum that it's they might not only have a couple of, of properties but these are like absolutely gorgeous totally unique spaces that have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram right like and those are those are sort of like the the extreme ends of the spectrum and so one of the things that i found so intriguing about you is you kind of come from you know the the left if you will which is the proper, traditional sort of like property management world um and and now right you've created through i know this is even this is just like one of the projects you're focused on right now but through onera you've created this incredible collection of like truly and i mean like these aren't just like a frames these are like truly unique uh escapes and so i i want to hear a little bit more about what what was the business case that you saw for Onera? And talk to us a little bit about sort of like what these structures actually look like. Uh, and then I've got a, a, a you know a load of question a load of follow up questions there. But just talk to talk to me a little bit more about what gave you you know the the balls so to speak to like to to, to take this risk and and like kind of go all in on these unique stays. And how did how did you get started there? Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting you say that. And I didn't necessarily realize, you know, the, I guess the quote unquote balls it took to do some of the stuff I was doing until I had people like you or even, you know, Jesse who had was doing what I was doing on a smaller scale and not kind of going all out on the units, yeah. but he was doing it sort of on the cheap a little bit more. And yeah. we talk a lot about this idea of skimping. Hmm. Okay. And we don't skimp anymore. There's no more skimping. It it, it doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. And it's penny wise, pound foolish. Hmm. And we've found that the incremental return on high design, uh, architect, you know, unique architecture, higher end finishes and furniture, it's just through the roof. Yeah. Lifestyle photography. You know, it's like if you got to build it either way, spend the extra 20%. And your unit is going to do two, three, four X yeah. what the other guy's unit's going to do. That's just a basic house. So, I mean, it just maths out, right? It just makes sense. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, you know, math nerd. You know, we, we certainly are data geeks to some extent. I worked for a NLP, you know, software uh, that was based in text analytics, AI. So I have that sort of piece of me for sure. And we looked at the numbers and there were these units that were doing, you know, it was a two person couples unit. Yeah. 
that was doing 100, 100K, 150K a year in the middle of nowhere, Texas Hill Country. And it was because it was unique yeah. or had a view for 10 miles or, you know, like, and it was doing two, three, four X, not 20% more, yeah. you know, than the, the sort of basic cabin in the same town. Yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of pushed me in that direction in terms of like why or how I think that I talked to my wife about this a lot. And I, I said something to her the other day, which might sound a little bit cliche, but you know, I don't want to live the backup plan. Mm. You know, it's like, like worst comes to worst. I'll like go and try and get a, get a job, you know, I'm employable. like, I'll, you know, if like it, it doesn't work out, like I'll go get a job. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to try to do whatever I can do to sort of, you know, meet the vision. And mm. I guess I, I have pretty big visions. Right. And, you know, I want to give those visions a crack yeah. because I, if I don't, I'll always regret it. So, you know, that's kind of where that, that came from and had some success with Onera. So that's kind of emboldened me to, you know, even push the envelope more. Yeah. So I think what you'll see with our expansion to Onera Fredericksburg and what we're doing in Onera Wimberley, which is another Texas Hill Country town, um, is is really just going to blow people away. Yeah. You know, things like, oh, everyone doing container homes. Okay, we're doing container homes, but we're going to have three 20-foot containers cantilevered off of each other spiraling around a tree. Yeah. You know, like stuff that like... <laughs> you've never seen before yeah and just is inspiring right i mean that's that's we're trying to create inspiring stays for the modern traveler right that's kind of what what we do yeah and and wimber yeah, sorry sorry man i just i want to interrupt you because like before yeah. before we go too much further like i i want i want to give you the opportunity to actually talk about some of the actual stays like and, sure. and, and simply yeah, yeah. simply because again like they they are truly unique so like you've got one called like the monarch right um yeah. it, and it, you say it's named after sort of like a regal butterfly and from the photos that you have right or i guess the monarch is a regal butterfly but you, from the photos that you have it freaking looks like a butterfly it's like what how who would have even thought like you could design something like this that you could stay in right uh, and 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 book through airbnb so like talk to us uh, let, let, let's do the monarch and then the spyglass and just just tell like the audience a little bit about these these structures because again they are they're just wonderfully unique yeah yeah of course happy to happy to speak to that you know onera fredericksburg we also wanted to go eclectic we wanted every unit to be bespoke and unique and there was a little bit of almost like testing going on yeah. right like what's going to work the best yeah. you know there was an element of that and we came to find out the units we spent spent more on you know maybe 20 percent more or whatever would do again 30 40 50 percent more revenue yeah right so it made sense. So in our future projects, we're going to do more of these, you know, higher end, some of the hard sided units. I mean, we like the soft sided units as well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's some operational headaches with them, the, the tented style units. Yep. Right. Um, so right now we're, we're pretty close to 50, 50. We've skewed more to hard sided on Bassy one. Cause we've added some more, some, uh, some more container homes, like smaller container homes um, that are really beautiful and, and minimalist and uh, as well. And, and, you know, we, we love those new units we've added. So the Monarch is like you said, take on a, a regal butterfly, right? It's got this like double pitched roof that sort of reaches up into the heavens, right? The top of the canopy. Um, it's got a spiral staircase that wraps around this massive cedar elm tree that's you know built into the deck and sort of very connected to the structure. And it almost looks like it's floating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because and there's nothing I hate more than a box on stilts, you know, I, I, I really, you know, and a lot of people have done that and it's yeah. like, 
it's just, it just, it's just tacky to me, hmm. you know, like, and so if we can find any way for it to be a little more sophisticated and elegant in terms of how the unit is portrayed, yeah. that it's coming out of the ground or hanging from a tree or connected to a tree, we want to do it. Yeah. So in the case of Monarch, it comes down to kind of like a diagonal point, almost looks like it's floating or resting on the ground from that point. And then it's got the double peaked roof. So you go in, you have these super high dramatic ceilings with these massive floor to ceiling windows on one side, the side that's private yeah. facing the the uh, year-round creek that we have, which is the main water tributary that goes through Fredericksburg, Barron's Creek. So it's facing that, facing the wildlife. Um, and then the other side, probably you've even seen more photos of yeah. the dramatic double peaked, the wood siding, some smaller windows, yeah. you know, give you your privacy, the fire pit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a very successful unit for us. Um, generous deck with a grill. It's got a hand carved stone tub uh, underneath monarch actually in this enclosed like cedar fencing to give you again privacy but yeah hand carved imported from vietnam uh so you know we tried to go all out yeah you know and that's the monarch the one next to it the the spyglass is kind of like a looking glass yeah into the <laughs> very private so it's this like tubular tree house uh that has a hot tub a cedar soaking tub hanging on the the back deck where the kind of view and, and, you know, the looking glass is, is looking into and yeah. So you're hanging out in a hot tub suspended 20 feet, 20 feet in the air. Yeah. So, okay, dude, do you, are you like, do you have like a background in like architecture? Like who did you work with on all these? Like, again, it's one thing to be yeah. a passionate hospitality entrepreneur who's got this like vision for like unique stays. It's another thing to figure out like, how do you, how do you like create the freaking monarch? Like, I mean, the, 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 the it, this is just, I feel like you're, you're taking like 10 steps when like the average person would take like one or two, right. In, in this particular direction. So like, who did you work with? Like, how, how did you figure that all of this out? Yeah. And look, this speaks to your other point of, of how do you have a tight operation, do well with hospitality and push the limits of yeah. like unique spoke stays. And it, it's hiring the right people, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it all comes down to. That's the whole gig I've found. That's been my biggest learning, right? Fire slow, fire fast, you know, really pay more for the better person because it just will pay dividends. Yeah. That's what we've done, but both from a architecture side, a GC side, um, certainly on future projects. My first one tried to, you know, cut a couple corners and it always bites you. So ended <laughs> up spending more to fix it. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. In, but yeah, it's been hiring the right people. So artistry is who we used on uh, Fredericks, uh, Onera Fredericksburg. Okay. And as, as well uh, on, on the, the first side and then Onera Wimberley. Um, so they designed the, the spyglass unit. Um, they, they designed the Monarch unit as well. The other ones they helped us with, but we, we imported from other manufacturers essentially okay. and piece those together. So it's always been a collaboration, right? Yeah. It's always been a collaboration of me kind of wanting to push the envelope and like show me something that's going to knock my socks off. Cause it, if it knocks my socks off, I know it's going to knock other people's because yeah. I've seen you know a lot at this point in terms of unique stays. So it's it's between collaboration between me, uh, a, a very sort of um, outside the box creative architect yeah. that's very strong at concepting, um, and we have a new architect as well, Adam Gates, who is phenomenal. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that I'm talking about that we're bringing for the expansion mm. to Fredericksburg, the 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 first side, is really going to just blow people away. Yeah. So hiring the right people, and and our GC, you know, is like 
very committed. A lot of GCs, you bring this stuff to them and they're like, I don't want to touch that. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's just like, you know, it eats into their margin to figure out how to do these kind of outside the box, you know, more unique, how to do stuff that's curved, suspended on the side of a hill. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's problem solving. Right. And, and sometimes it's eating into their margin and their time, but you know, we have a GC in the hill country, you know, younger guy, tons of, tons of energy, bit of a savant. Um, <laughs> I mean, bank, banks, he built his first house at 16. Okay. You know, Enough you know, got a loan, like walked into a bank and got a loan and, you know, uh, built the house at 16. And so he's, he's got a, over a decade of experience, but he's only in his late twenties. Yeah. Uh, has this, has this, you know, GC company and they built a smaller clamping operation, three high-end safari tents. And so I found him kind of through that and he was willing to kind of take on the challenge. So wow. he's, he's doing all of our building in Wimberley and the expansion of Fredericksburg. So that's amazing. So, um, yeah. and, and I, yeah, just to reiterate quickly what you said too, I, I, people are everything. It's, it's also sort of like from, from your perspective, having, having the vision, right. Being able to uphold the vision and not, and not cut corners. I think that that is so difficult. Like, and you have to be, you have to be a, a a savvy entrepreneur, right? Who understands like, Hey, you have a budget, right? And like, I'm sure that these things freaking cost a pretty penny, but like, y- you still have to work within, within some buds, some budget, it still has to be reasonable. Right. And so, and oh. that, that onus at the end of the day comes on you, right. Of like, all right, how do you, yes, get the right people on board, but then also how do you manage great people? Cause I think one of the hard things, right. Is like, some of the you know the greatest people that that I know we 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 get you know each each other excited about things and like before we know it like a project that was going to cost a hundred thousand dollars is now a million dollars right because like we do, we just we we riff off each other's energy and we're like oh what if we do this what if we do this so like I, I do think again that your your ability to do this right I think probably stems from your your roots in operations and like understanding right that that world really really well while also being super open to creative expansion that that marriage of those two skill sets again is is hard to come by and it sounds like you you've been able to sort of like master you know both ends of that spectrum uh uh, fairly well um so that's that's just exciting man and i think that there's a lot of a lot of potential here yeah thank you Uh, you know i am definitely a bootstrapper hustler by nature and i've from trying to cut corners and and you know do that and, and not hire enough people, do yeah. too much myself. I've driven myself crazy and lost myself a lot of time and money. So I have just learned over the years to hire the right people. Yeah. To spend more on good people. So I've learned that. Yeah. But but innately you're right. I do have this ability to kind of really leverage myself and leverage resources extraordinarily far. Yeah. I, I certainly do have that ability. And I also, you know, my biggest investor partner right now, and actually who purchased a majority interest in Fredericksburg, basically, you know, we were, we were sort of talking to them as we were even opening. Yeah. We had an offer when we opened, but we didn't close the deal until about a year after opening is a public REIT. Oh, wow. So I don't know if you know that we're the first glamping resort uh, sale to a private REIT. No. So we've kind of helped make that market to some extent. So, so now cool. I'm now showing budgets and cost per key and all this kind of stuff to a public REIT, which has its challenges. You know, I think they're definitely forward thinking, right? I yeah. mean, they are, uh, and they're, they're Summit Hotel Properties. It's it's public now. And uh, they're, they've been a great partner. You know, they, they still 
you know, to some extent, they're somewhat rooted in cost per key for Hilton Garden Inns and, yeah. and just very different products. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Really they've been able to adapt as they see the re- the returns that we're generating and the yeah. nightly rates that we're getting. I mean, at Onera Fredericksburg, you know, we're north of five hundred dollar a night ADR average yeah. across our units. Yeah. At 83, 85% occupancy. Like you just, you're not getting that at a Hilton garden and you're not getting that at a Marriott, yeah. you know? So, and, and, and when you start thinking about it in that sense, it's like luxury hotels, five-star hotels, which is from an ADR occupancy perspective, what we're getting, you're in the half a million to a million dollar key. Yeah. I mean, you could be $2 million a key, you know? I mean, it's so just having the, the REIT recognize and any investors that I've had in the past recognize that, it's about the PL. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this pencils from a profitability standpoint, like let's not get hung up on the cost per key. Yeah. If the unit is able to generate this much revenue, then it makes sense. You yeah. know? So um, that's what, what what's so what's so cool about what you guys sorry to cut you off there, but what what's so cool about kind of this this model too is from from a marketing standpoint, right? Like I when we briefly spoke on the phone a couple weeks ago, you mentioned like, you know, ultimately what one of the things we're trying to do is create these like one of a kind stays, right? Like and and want like something truly, truly, you know, unique. And what's crazy is I, I mean, I, I don't know, I, we haven't actually talked about this yet. I'd love to hear uh, anything you you can share about this. But from a marketing standpoint, right? People coming and taking photos and videos of their stay in like the spyglass or in, you know, the monarch. These are these are unrecognizable. Like they're, they, they, you know, or, or I should say that they're totally recognizable. As in, like, there's only one monarch on Airbnb, right? Like, there's only I haven't seen another spyglass, right? And so, like, the also just the the commitment to building something that isn't just like, uh, you know, what other people in the unique space are doing. That in and of itself, that's your marketing strategy, right? All the UGC, the user-generated content that you guys get from people that are staying in your place and like tagging, right, y'all? Like that, that has to, that has to be like pretty meaningful in terms of like how word is getting out about about you know Onera. So, uh, one uh, quick follow up to to that is so you keep talking about Onera Fredericksburg. So are, are all of these these properties? So like the Spyglass and and Monarch and you have like uh, the Sage Safari too. Like you've got these these really cool bespoke units. All of them are on one property. Is that correct? In 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 Fredericksburg is is that is that what Onera Fredericksburg is? That's correct. So Onera Fredericksburg is thirteen acres. Okay. We have currently we have eleven units. Eleven on units. Half of it. Okay. And our expansion is actually going to be twenty three keys, but we're going to experiment with more multi unit, multi unit buildings. Very so cool. Okay. We have this concept called a lodge where we're doing it's it's almost like a mini boutique hotel. Yep. Right with eight fully private units, private entrance, sort of, you know, the, the walls extending out to frame your view. It's actually in the shape of a circle, uh, communal pool in the middle. It, it's it's going to be really uh, pretty amazing. But yeah, we're experimenting with more multi, uh, multi-key units. Okay, very, very cool. So how, how has like marketing gone? Like, are you guys surprised by how the word has gotten out? Have you guys spent a ton on marketing? Like, talk to me a little bit about yes. that. Yes, yes, we've been surprised. So we... We underwrote this thing, assuming that we were going to be exclusively booking on Airbnb Mm -hmm. and anything else would be gravy. Now, I'm here to tell you that in not too distant future, we will be nearly 100% direct, maybe 95%. And and even with adding units. Yeah. So we've gone from early on, we first released the website, we were 20% direct, then 30. By year end, we were 50 Earlier this year, we were 60. Mm. 
April, we were 80. Wow. They were tracking 85. My, my, my chief revenue officer, I was mentioning, Jesse, was texting me over the weekend, 13 out of 15 website bookings to, you know, 13 website to Airbnb, wow. 15 out of 17, you know, just, and it just continues to go that way. And we have had some very effective collaborations. We had one in particular recently with TX Vacation. Um, they're actually the first. Uh, uh, so almost all of the influencers that we've hosted have been just for the comp stay and yeah. they want the content, right? They want the spyglass. They yep. want the the monarch, you know, photos and videos and content. It helps their brand as yep. well. Yep. So it's, it's been, but we're more open to paid influencers and collaborators now, just because we've seen the value. Yeah. We, we've done it once now, and we paid like thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. And we generated in that two week period after that post, we generated instead of let's say a normal two week period would be like 40,000 or so in direct bookings, yeah. 50,000, we generated 80. Wow. Wow. So it's, so it's yeah. like, I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. Right. So we're going all in on social. Um, actually, you know, the, the future of my management company. And, and by the way, I do want to mention, we, we do manage for third-party clients as well. Oh, wow. It, we're just design develop. Yeah. So we're, we're actually taking on, um, uh, Spoon Mountain as a client right now. Okay. So they're just down the road from Monero Wimberley. You could check them out. Very cool, super high-end safari tents from Bush Tech, which is very reputable yeah. uh, South African safari tent company. That's what we used for Buckeye Bungalow. Okay. okay. So and my GC built those. Wow. So that, he, that was the first project he built. So he connected me to the owners. They're more what you're talking about. Like they had the vision, yeah. right? And they've done something really cool, mom and pop, but they're just not airbnb or hotel operators yeah, right it's yeah. not what they've done so you know we are so confident that we can bump their revenue 15 20 25 percent plus through our our revenue management systems that we built and like i said my chief you know revenue officer jesse is he's the best in the space that i've seen yeah from a dynamic pricing standpoint you know maximizing revenue i mean you'll see if you look at our fredericksburg like there's a like a massive gap between weekends and weekdays because that's just what we found. Yep. Whereas, you know, Spoon Mountain, I mean, they're charging, you know, 10, 15% more, you know, weekend to weekday. So there's a lot we can do there yeah. in order to to improve. And then the other piece is driving direct bookings. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 full scale revenue management is how we look at it. So it's like we're gonna outperform on the pricing side. We're gonna beat you. 10, 15, 20% minimum, yeah. which is revenue. So you can think about what that is profitability. It's yeah. probably double, yeah. right? It's all margin. And then on the other side is the direct booking piece. So we're going all in on how do we generate viral content? How do we build this network of collaborators like Mike, like Levi Kelly, like TX Vacation, like Texas Explorer that have incredible engagement and drive our direct booking traffic through the roof? So yeah. then we're saving you know, 15%. And we try to make price parity with Airbnb. Yeah. Right. So we're pretty close. The website's a little bit less. Yep. But so we get that 15%. Yeah. They're charging yeah. us 12 and us three, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so that's huge. And I'm here to tell you, like, the higher end tier of hosts in the next few years, I believe is is going to be very close to 100% direct. Yeah. Through yeah. social commerce. Yeah. You know, which is pretty remarkable because, yeah. like, all this stuff kind of came from Airbnb. Yeah. Right? But um, just the ability to reach consumers, travelers direct. If you have a high-end one-of-one viral stay, 
I mean, you can just go direct. Yeah. So, on, on that yeah. note, I, I'm so I'm so glad you brought the you brought all of this up in because one of the I literally was just on another podcast interview that I'll publish uh, I don't know a week or so before before this one, and I was talking to an individual about the fact that one of the challenges, like one of my beefs with like direct bookings for there's a lot of people in like the short term rental space that talk about the importance of direct bookings and building a you know solid direct booking strategies but like the the tech quite frankly in the space is so is so lacking in general compared to that of Airbnb and I, the the point i made to this individual was like look like until from a checkout experience until you can match or beat Airbnb's checkout experience like it's really really difficult to do direct bookings at scale for first time guests right the the friction that exists in so many of these like PMSs like when you when you go to when I go to check out half the time and and I, I book direct I'm taken to a page and like Google warns me they're like this page is not secure are you sure you want to continue like I mean like it's just it's it's just quite frankly like uh really really unfortunate and and quite frankly just unaccept unacceptable that like a lot of these systems are are still so antiquated and they're so clunky and they're they're just so full of friction now all of that said right a lot of these are for you know maybe uh, expected kind of like run of the mill like vacation rentals right now what you guys have done I don't actually know what your tech stack is. I'd love to hear about your tech stack. But like what you guys have done, which I think helps build that immediate trust is it, it is so high end. It is so unique. You've got the social proof because you've got these influencers that have created this content. Your social is also just good. Your Instagram is really, really, really good. It's got great content on there. So there's enough social proof that exists out there to even if your even if your checkout experience is somewhat clunky and or is a little bit more full of friction than Airbnbs might be. There's enough. There's enough proof out there about this stay and and about what but Onera is doing to give me the confidence to complete my booking, right? And I think the problem is a lot of the the folks who are super bullish on like direct bookings, they, there's not enough social proof about their place or about their 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 uh, their management company to make me feel comfortable doing it. So I'll just go book through you know through Airbnb so that there if there if there is an issue, right? I know I can complain to the powers that be there. And so all, that's a, a very long way of saying that like I think you guys have done an exceptional job at creating these unique stays, creating enough social proof where folks, even if your tech stack was total shit, they'd probably still feel comfortable booking with you because of the work that you guys have done to to quite frankly just create momentum around Onera. Yeah, look, I, I do think there's there's something to that for sure. I think that the the kind of notoriety of our units and and sort of you know that they're kind of known and they're known to us does make people more comfortable than if you're just booking some random house. Yeah, I do think there's something to that for sure. With our management company, we're actually really focused on high end, you know, if possible, one of one or close to one of one type yeah. experiences, unique stage. So that's actually how we're focusing our management company. Beautiful. And like you said, you know, sometimes it's hard to wrestle away somebody's baby from them, even yeah. if you're going to, even if they're going to do a lot less work and you're going to make them a lot more money. So it's sometimes it's been a, a slower pitch, like these spoon mountain people I talked to a year ago yeah. and then I just hit them up again. And I was like, Hey, if we don't work out, we'll refund you the prior 30 days and you can get out at any time for the next 90 because I know that we're going to outperform them and yeah. make their lives so much easier. So <laughs> we're pretty picky about the types of units that we'll take on because of what you're talking about. We think we can add the most value yeah. to the one of one stays that we can build this whole social strategy around, that we can build a brand around so that people will trust enough to book 
you know, on a website direct. Yeah. And I do think there's something to the multi-unit thing, right? You're you're more of a hotel, yeah. right? We yep. own Air Fredericksburg as a landscape hotel. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you know that term yet, but that's that's what we think of Onera as. It's a landscape hotel brand. Beautiful. Yeah. No, and then our other property, which we haven't really talked about yet, which is like kind of a big departure, but our other big property that's been a raving success. I, I haven't even told you this because it happened like three days ago. We got selected for staycation. Oh, cool. I, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard of them, but no, no. Tell, 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 yeah, tell so me they're like a, a top Airbnb, top vacation rental show through CBS that start, actually started. I think they started during COVID or maybe it was right before COVID. And then they picked up a ton, a ton of steam from, from COVID, but yeah, they, they premiere the best Airbnbs in the world kind Amazing. of thing, right? Their pitch and, and the most kind of u- unique, if you will, in some senses, right? So our property in Palm Springs, Spirit of Sophia, a poolside adventure is what, what we call it. Um, it's, it's super fun, vibey, Instagrammable, and it's a 23 bedroom compound wow. that can all be rented as one stay Wow, that has two full-size pools, all of the guest rooms are steps to the pool, right? I mean, that's why we call it a poolside adventure. And, you know, there's there's so many amenities and features, you know, there's a hot tub and we can rent it as two separate stays as well as a 12 and an 11 okay. bedroom that are private or it can be rented together as the 23. And, you know, we have all these custom murals and paint jobs and, you know, it's just a super fun, vibey property. And one thing that we did there we went all in on lifestyle photos. Okay. This is, this is really interesting actually. And I, I think, I, I think the, the audience would want to know about, yeah. so we're in Palm Springs. And first of all, we're, we're probably in terms of one-on-one stays. I think we're the only 23 bedroom in Palm Springs. Okay. We might be the only 23 bedroom in Southern California, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're up there, right? It's, it's one of one in that way, but it's also one of one from a design standpoint, you know, from, you know, the, the, the custom murals, and art and my wife's a painter she did all the art we brought in a a mural artist to to, you know do all these murals as well and then it's also um uh it's also one of one from the standpoint of um uh what was i going to say the the steps to the pool aspects um uh even, I mean, even just the, yeah, yeah, I think the size, which you've hit on already, but like even, yeah, even, even the the ability to sort of like rent like a full boutique hotel for you and your, you know, 23 best friends yeah, um, is, yeah, is know, so unique. An- anniversaries, birthday parties, family you know, oh, reunions. Ones, yeah. 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 We, we do amazingly well corporate retreats with all that stuff. Uh, and I remember what the other thing was around lifestyle photography. Ah, so yes. when, we, when we bought this hotel, um, it was a, a special use property. We'll leave it at that. You can look up what it was. Okay. <laughs> um, it was a special use property that we converted into what is now Spirit of Sophia. Okay. It used to be called La Dolce Vita, if you want to go see what it is, the okay. sweet life. And there's okay. still some, you know, remnants of that. There's a steam room that has the sweet life written into it and some cool touches like that. But when when it was this kind of blank slate, Spanish, you know, Mediterranean style building, all white. You know, it was fine, yeah, but it didn't sing. It didn't like attract the eye, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. When we, it was still a twenty-three bedroom, but when we listed it, when we listed it, you know how it was. We were getting maybe five hundred dollars a day in inquiries. Yeah, as soon as we released it, fully renovated, all the vibrant colors. But I think most importantly, with all this lifestyle photography, yeah, with 
people at the property, having fun, showing how you could experience it together with a group. Yeah. We went $500 a day in inquiries to like $10,000 a day in inquiries. Jeez. Like, like overnight. Wow, we released dude. it. And it was just like, is this real? A night and day you know? difference. Yeah. And, and, and come and come to look at all these other properties in Palm Springs, like similar to us, you know, like Avant Stay as a property there, the Wesley. Yep. And, you know, there's a bunch of the Marley is, is a cool property as well. There's almost no people in any of the photos. Yeah. And so I do think that there's really this thing of like, I'm going to show you the photo you can get. I'm going to show you, you know, what you're going to experience. You can visualize yourself there um, seeking what, you know, I talked about it before, what we call this the perfect moment, right? You with all your friends, you know, in the hot tub or floating on the pool or having a water balloon fight or doing a dinner, whatever it is, right? So um, it's just, it's attractive. It attracts the guests. So we've seen a ton of success with that and, and we're planning on doing a lot more with it. Yeah, dude. Very, very, very cool. Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. I a couple final questions for you. One is just around like totally like on the opposite end of the spectrum here. But do you ever do you, like how often do you spend time thinking about whether or not they're wherever the market's ever going to be like too saturated with like unique stays? Like unique stays are, are all the buzz right now. Every like there's a ton of institutional capital coming into the space now. People have caught caught on to the fact that people want Instagrammable like experiences. People are willing to pay a premium to stay at things like the Spyglass, right? And and I don't think that that is just a quick trend that's going away anytime soon. But but I do I, I want to know from your perspective, like, do you ever think we're gonna hit a point where it's gonna the pendulum's gonna swing so far the other way because people are gonna be like, holy crap, why am I spending seven hundred and fifty dollars at an Airbnb? I just I, I just want to stay in like a place that's convenient and cool and I want to pay like remember when Airbnb was like 50 bucks a night like are, are we gonna see this this pendulum start to swing the other way anytime soon or or what are what are some of your like honest sort of reflections on where we're at with respect to the movement if you will that that are unique stays for sure yeah I'm happy to talk about this so I believe that the motel six the super eights the Hampton Garden in personally, I think that is fading out. Mm. And I, I don't I don't know how somebody in 10 or 20 years is going to choose to stay at those properties when I believe they can stay at a bespoke, unique, more experiential stay that might not be that much more. Yeah. So I know what we've done at Onera is like a totally different price point and a totally but but I'm very interested in and we will probably roll out products that are not quite as expensive yeah. to stay. Yeah. Right. And I do think there's a massive market there, but like you can do things right and you can do things in a 
experiential, unique way and, you know, not be 10 times the price yeah. as, the, as the Super 8, right? You know, maybe you're 30, 40% more, yeah. but what you're getting as a traveler, the value is so much more. And I think people have proven, or you know, time and time again, that where they say is not just a place to lie their head, right? Yep. And that, that's what we've seen. I don't see that changing. Yeah. Just it's one of those things where like, once you've experienced the other side, how are you going to go back? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, how am I going to go back to the... What you know, and, and I think that the some older generations and just like the let's say the older traveler, yeah. right? The traveler of, of years past, they valued consistency, yep, right? Brand name, reliability, and you know, on site staff, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, the comfort of that. I think that's that's kind of a thing of the past. And today, what people care about, they care about uniqueness, yeah, they care about experiential, Instagrammable, you know, they still want comfort. Yeah. They still want a good product. Yeah. I think they're as if not more quality conscious. Than yeah, they were. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and I think that the ROI of putting money into the physical products, the design, the amenities, the the structure itself, you know, the architecture, that is the highest return dollars and trying to keep your kind of OPEX yeah. lower, right? Yeah. So like spend more which is kind of, you know, Airbnb kind of host model. So I think people will like that, but I do believe it will continue that way. You know, less staff. With that said, we're still trying to do a ton with experiences, but they're not full-time staff. Yep. So we're working with this company Way right now, which you may or may not have heard of that they're curating experiences for us. When you book Onera, you're redirected to an experiences page and you can book a wine tour and get a romantic package. And we actually just got our beer and wine license, which nice. is exciting. So we can, you know, do some of that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you're, you know, the, we're still offering experiences and some of these other amenities, but we don't have to have a full-time staff person. For yeah, it. yeah. 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 So, and, and I don't think people care. They, yeah. they, they want the privacy. They don't, you know, we have somebody overseas that, has just as quick response time as your front desk person, yeah. you know? So it's like really trying to invest where people care and where they see value and just get rid of the, get rid of everything else. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, it, it's so funny. You mentioned sort of like the, you know, the super eights and the motel sixes of the world, just, you know, like these, these, these hotels that, you know, uh, might be might have been a little bit more affordable in years past, but but the prices have gone up. Like I was literally just I, yeah. I, I had to go to this like quick meeting in outside of Atlanta, right? And it was a very last minute thing, and like I didn't have enough time to like do any research on anything. I booked like a what I thought was like a you know a, a decent hotel. It was I, I it was a you know major brand. I paid three hundred dollars a night, okay, and I, I I showed up and it was it was a shit show. Like I mean, it was it was like. It was like a, it was a Hampton brand, but like it, the where, where it was for whatever reason, I don't know if there was an event. It was like three hundred bucks for a night, and like literally everything about the experience, even like the interaction with the staff, I was like, why, why am I doing this? Like, and why is this so freaking expensive? Like, this, this is I'm getting a fifty dollar experience. That's what it felt like. It felt like a fifty dollar experience, but I was paying three hundred dollars a night. And then you know I'm looking through like all these other places I've stayed, like on Airbnb and whatnot. That have been less than that, and the you know just the the amenities, the design, like the experience, just ten x right. Uh, what my experience in this in this uh, particular hotel was like, and I and I do think uh, maybe maybe that bottom category, like that 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 bottom third, so to speak, is is just gonna kind of go away, right? Um, because travelers just expect more. Even even younger travelers expect 
a lot more with respect to amenities, with respect to personalization, with respect to you know to experience. Even travelers that don't have tons of disposable income, their standards are just a lot higher than like my parents. Gen- my parents will sleep anywhere, right? My grandparents before them will 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 literally like sleep on the side of the road if they have to, no problem, right? That is not how I travel, and that's not how I will travel. Um, so yeah, it, it's just it is an, a very exciting time, and like I'm just I'm just thankful that there are people like you in this space that are pushing the envelope in terms of innovation and really elevating what it means to have a getaway. It's it's just nothing short of exciting. Well, I appreciate that and your your passion for it as well. I'm so glad you brought up the. Uh the hotel lobby check-in experience. I forgot to touch on it, but it's something we joke about all the time. It's the prime example of it actually detracts value <laughs> and is inconvenient for everybody involved and costs a lot of money and and it, and it hurts your value, right? So it's like, if I can just give you a code, allow you to remote check-in, you feel more private, yeah. you're in your bubble, you know, you're not on my staff's timeline and, you know, potentially in a line or whatever it may be. So I just, that's a prime example. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I do think that these like super eights and motel sixes, and I don't want to get too into this because, because it's something that we're really kind of toying with, you know, in the lab, if you will. Yeah. But we think those properties can be turned into something really cool. Hmm. Um, And we think that there's an opportunity to convert that inventory into something that suits the modern traveler's needs mm. and not just the modern traveler that can afford Onera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, there's something there and I do have a passion for delivering a product where people are excited to stay yeah. and not like, Oh man, this is the only option. I guess this is where I'll stay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's wild. The CEO of this, of the REIT yeah. that, that bought us was going out to Fredericksburg before Onera was open. The only place you could find was a roadside motel, the Hotel Kitzmiller. I'm sure they're super nice people. Yeah. You know, it, it, it does not look like anywhere I would want to stay. Yeah. And, you know, it it was it was it was really telling and shocking. Yeah. Right. That like in Fredericksburg's, you know, the coolest town in the hill country to go. It's, you know, the 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 wine corridor kind of hub out there. Yeah. It's really the hub of the hill country, tons of wealth. And like the best thing we can do is these roadside motels. So I just, I do, there's such a need for the product that we're developing and not just for the super high end. So we do have other, you know, other products that'll be, you know, a lot uh, high quality, you know, you'll getting a lot of value for what you're paying, but it's still experience and unique and yeah, something special. Yeah. Well, dude, I love it. Um, and I am excited to just continue to watch you all grow and stay connected. Uh, for folks that are passionate and inspired and just excited by what you've shared uh, with with us today, what what's like the best way for them to kind of follow along the journey and or get in touch if they've got an idea or even sort of a a, a potential you know partnership kind of kind of thing? What what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Yeah, so I would definitely say LinkedIn. Um, I am going to be beefing up my, my Twitter presence coming. So I think that'll be another way. It just, I'm just seeing the need for having that dialogue more so than I have in the past. So I would say those two ways probably with me directly. Awesome. And then on the, um, the, the property side, our Instagram pages for sure. So a stay on era. So at stay on era, S T A Y O N E R A. And then at spirit of Sophia, um, are the two main ones that we're, we're pushing right now. 
Awesome, man. And I will have those linked below. I'll have Ben's LinkedIn linked below as well as those Instagram handles. So go check them out, guys. Dude, thank you so much for your time, man. Keep up the great work. And it's a privilege to have a little bit of time to chat with you, hear a little bit about your story and hear a little bit about what you guys have in store. Awesome. Thank you, Zach. Really appreciate the opportunity to chat. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe. Um, And thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.